can't hide. Fighting, fighting, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. We charge you with genocide. These are the words that were being chanted just blocks away from President Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, on Veterans Day, Saturday, November 11th, around 11 a.m. And the national media, the entire world media, has had no coverage whatsoever. And as somebody who broadcasts straight from the first state of Delaware, I can share with my national audience as well that our local news, Delaware Online, the News Journal, they did not cover it whatsoever as well. So why is there this media blackout? Well, this protest goes a lot deeper than what people would expect. I have a Democrat in Delaware who is an elected official who's been to the White House that has some very harsh words for President Biden. She is calling for Biden to resign. She's calling for Biden's cabinet to go to Hague to receive war crime charges. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, you can check out all my colleagues' work here on AmericaOutloud.news, as well as the 24-7 America Out Loud talk radio network available on all of your app devices. Just type in America Out Loud talk radio. You can find all the 24-7, 365 shows, as well as the podcast there. Now, the show that I have for you today, you're not going to hear anywhere else as of Monday, November 13th. No one is talking about this. No one is making people aware outside of my Twitter page of what happened in the state of Delaware outside Joe Biden's front door. In fact, there's been such a media blackout of this. I've tried to post things about it. I've not even been able to get traction, but I have a feeling that after people hear the interview that I got with a local state representative, that individuals may start sharing this uh, episode out with more people because they're going to find it is absolutely explosive. And I do not say that lightly. I mean, this is one of those shows when you hear it, you're going to say, I cannot believe there's a media blackout. We need to share this far and wide. So please go and hit that share button, send it out, text the people, whatever you got to do. This one's important. Why is it important? Well, let me get straight to it. There was a protest in front of Biden's house and just down the street, thousands of people gathered across from this Wegmans shopping center, which I've been to. I live not too far from Joe Biden and where this Wegmans is. But here's the thing. I've said to my wife for a long period of time, this is likely where I feel the least safe in the state of Delaware as long as Joe Biden is president. Yeah, I know Secret Service is there. Yes, I always see all the state police presence, people protecting his area. That all stated, 
I figured it was good that it was a nice little secret about maybe exactly where he lives in this specific area. So I was shocked when all of a sudden I find out they're going to march to Joe Biden's house on Veterans Day of all days. And they met up across the street from this Wegmans, what's called Servium Field. They just built some townhomes there. And he's only a couple blocks away from there. It's normally very heavily guarded. Well, guess what? They not only marched, but they shut down the right-hand lane on the way to his home so they could keep the residential traffic open for all the other individuals. Now, at the very beginning of the show, you heard the Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. And so I was curious who organized this, who's behind this. And there were some accusations that there was a local state rep who was bringing the promotions for all of this. And I was like, huh, let me see if I can track her down and find out if I can see if she stands by these statements. And so the person that I interviewed, which you will not hear her voice because she did not agree to do an audio interview, but she did tell me that I can use all the quotes from the texting that we had going back and forth through our messages. So you're going to hear verbatim exactly what was written. I will not um, paraphrase her words whatsoever. You will hear them exactly as stated. Her name is Medina Wilson Anton. Now, Medina Wilson Anton represents, she's a district representative in District 26 in the state of Delaware. Uh, she is a progressive Democrat. Now, Medina and I would not have much in common because she was supported by the Socialist Party uh, when she was running. And you hear at the beginning of my show, you're voting for a socialist and you get what you voted for. Well, that's exactly the case here, right? I'm as pro-peace as they come, though, so I've felt that this was an interesting interview to have with her to find out, as well as I know that she's gone to the White House before, and I was curious if she would double down on her criticism of Joe Biden, knowing that if you go against the hand that feeds in Delaware, your political career is basically over, and you're going to want to hear her response to these questions. Oh my, she did not back down whatsoever, and I, I got to give credit where credit's due. I respect somebody that sticks to their words and really says what they mean, right? Um, now, if you've listened to my show, you know that I am not pro-Hamas whatsoever. I believe that Israel should kill every single Hamas agent that was in charge of killing their innocent people. But you've also heard me say, we've got to have some boundaries around here because when there's innocent children that are dying in Gaza, that... I'm an anti-war person. I want peace. I want to know what the end game is. But this is an absolutely amazing moment of watching the left eat their own. And you're going to see why in just a few moments. In fact, I can't wait for this week to go on so I can talk to more people here in the state of Delaware, elected officials, and find out if this is the sentiment that is growing against Joe Biden. What, what What's happening here? All right. So, I had a couple concerns that I wanted to reach out to Medina about. When I first posted about this on X on Veterans Day, my first concern was, why are we showing potential people that could be radicalized where Joe Biden lives? Doesn't that seem like maybe the spot where you don't, as Americans, want to have a protest going? Can you imagine if the protesters went to Barack Obama's home, can you imagine if they went to a George Bush home, a Bill Clinton home? I think they've, they know where Mar-a-Lago is at this point, but he's got like lots of supporters that go and wave their flags out there. I don't think there's been massive protests there. Um, but I was curious 
you know, why would something like this be allowed? And so I asked that question and so much more of Medina. I wanted to get down to the bottom of it. So the first half of the show, we're going to talk about the interview with Medina. The second half of the show, I'm going to talk about the sponsors for it because there were more sponsors for this than what uh, I had imagined. So first I asked her if she would record uh, via voice or through the messenger. And she said, written is fine. So I gave several questions. And so my first question I want to know is, were you a sponsor or co-sponsor of this protest? I have reports that you were, but I find that the organization of yesterday suggests there was a larger support. Who was the creator of the event? And she wrote back, Yesterday's event was organized by volunteers from a coalition of local and national organizations. Now, I'm going to do a more in-depth expose in the second half of the show. I'm going to let Americans know this was not just local and national organizations. This is tied all the way back to the UK. This goes beyond national. This is global. The organization of the ceasefire now at Biden's home. All right. But she says, you know, here's the organizations. They're all listed here on the bottom. And sure enough, in this, and I'll have the graphic up on the America Out Loud webpage. You can also see it up on my Twitter feed. But you can see that there's a couple that I don't really know who they are. Something about mothers in power. Care Philadelphia, which is tied to the UK. A group called AMP, AMP, JVP, Philadelphia, if not now, DEWFP. Delawareans for Palestinian Human Rights, which is known as Delfer, which... We cannot locate a board whatsoever. I have my team working on that. And then there was this other with like this rose in the center with the circle that's red. Well, guess what? That is a socialist backing. And so I found this very interesting as I started looking into who is sponsoring. But again, you'll wait till the second half of today's show for that. I want to get into the the interview questions. So she continues on. I said, what was the main goal of this protest? And what is the message that you would like to get across What's the plan beyond yesterday? And how do you plan to bring people together in unity versus this protest creating more division? And so she writes, the event was very peaceful and part of our organizing planning was to ensure the safety of all involved. We had numerous volunteers step up to be marshals and others who volunteered to supervise and train them. I want to pause here on this question in her response. She says the event was very peaceful and part of our organizing planning was to ensure the safety of all involved. Now, she says that the event was organized from volunteers from a coalition of local and national organizations. I want to ask, you know, the critical thinkers of my show, who has the marshals available and volunteers available to properly train people? And that's going to come back into her response as we continue here. But why is it? that that sticks out to me. Well, it sticks out to me here that if you're getting training, they, they said we had a very organized approach and many volunteers who were trained in de-escalation techniques, ready to help keep things safe and peaceful. All right. What does that mean? Who are these groups from a national level, a local level that are getting these type of trainings in order to keep these protests safe and peaceful in de-escalation techniques? I need to do a little bit more research before I'm prepared to talk more on that side of it. But that, that's one of the things that I want to get to. And then she says, our message to Biden was this call for a ceasefire now and U.S. military aid to Israel and the siege on Gaza and the occupation. We were joined by thousands of Delawareans from all religions, ethnicities, races and backgrounds and were unified in this message. Now, I'd like to add here 
that uh, I didn't ask her about all the buses that I heard and people coming from Philadelphia and outside the state of Delaware. But I know there's reports that there were plenty of people that were not thousands of Delawareans, that this was actually people getting bussed in to this area to participate. But yes, there were thousands of people that were there for this protest. So I asked, do you feel it could be a national security concern to lead a group of individuals that are upset with the current president's support of Israel directly to his personal residence? Could that have endangered his safety and the local communities? And I put, I understand this was a peaceful protest, but I'm concerned about outliers amongst her group that she marched with. And she said, this is very interesting. I don't think any of us were worried about the president's safety as initially we were not even expecting him to be home, but also because the secret service would be there. We were a bit concerned. There may be counter protesters or bystanders who may be frustrated with traffic slowdown, etc., who may turn violent. All right. I like to to quote what people mean and without Medina being on the show to speak to me. And she did say that she'd be happy to come on later in the week. So I'll, I'll try to get so I can get some follow up. But I think there's a kind of omission of what's being said here. I don't think any of us were worried about the president's safety. That should be concerning, highly concerning. Then an elected official in the 26th district would write to me that I don't think any of us were worried about the president's safety. Basically because she's saying the Secret Service would be there and we didn't expect him to be home. Well, I know from looking at my maps of what's going on there, it was locked down this weekend, which means he likely was there. And I believe, according to some reports, he was at home when this happened. And so the Secret Service is there. What do you think the Secret Service is going to do if thousands of people all of a sudden show up and they get angry? Do you think the Secret Service is going to be able to defend that? I don't think so. All right, so... I don't think any of us were worried about the president's safety. Medina, I, I want to ask you more about this question here, because if the organizers weren't really concerned about it because they felt it was somebody else's problem, I mean, that kind of sounds like January 6th all over again, right? Well, it's somebody else's problem. I, I wasn't really worried, you know, Capitol Police would take care of it. I just, you know, got to call out hypocrisy where hypocrisy is on this one. All right. And uh, I so back to her message for Biden. Call for a ceasefire now, ending U.S. military aid, end the siege on Gaza, end the occupation. Now, you've heard me talk about this on my show already, that um, I am not the staunch uh, supporter of just turn Gaza into ash. I've been calling that out, and I don't care that there's people that listen to the network that have been upset with me on it, because there's got to be some common sense on anti-war de-escalation in some way, shape, or form. And that's where I would say I have a little bit in common uh, as far as calling for a ceasefire now. But here's what I want to know. I want to know, why do you think the local media, especially the news journal here in Delaware, snubbed coverage of the event? And uh, they said they knew the news journal was present, but they're not sure why they didn't cover the story. But they said that Delaware public media did. So we're going to look at that in a few moments. She continued on, our MC comedian, author, professor, and political activist, Amir Zahar, had a chant he called out repeatedly throughout the program. We are people of what? People of love. We're filled with what? Love. The crowd chanted back. It was really a sight to be seen. So I immediately asked her. The crowd was also led into chant of Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. Do you feel this is an appropriate charge of Biden? Now, keep in mind to my listeners here, this is an elected official who has been to the White House. You can go on to her Twitter page and see that she's rubbed elbows with some pretty prominent people. I won't, I won't call them out. I'll let that be your research. But she writes, okay, 
I think the Israeli government has been very clear that they intend to commit genocide. And so many of us have seen these comments made on public news programs and appearances. Biden is no longer just complicit in the atrocities happening in the occupied Palestine. Through his words and his actions, he is actively, actively aiding and abetting. I think Netanyahu and his cabinet, Biden and his cabinet, should all be tried in The Hague. Biden should resign from office. He has shown himself to be an abject failure of a leader in this incredibly pivotal time in the history of the world. Well, Medina, you and I would agree that Biden definitely has shown himself to be an abject failure of a leader, but I think he's been showing himself to be an incredibly abject failure of a leader for many, many decades, but somehow he got elected president. But if this is what it takes for you guys to turn on him, then I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, is he complicit in the atrocities happening in occupied Palestine? Well, I would say if you look at what we're doing in the Mediterranean, putting all of our naval fleet over there, putting all of our uh, missiles and everything else and providing them to Israel, I'd say that Medina has a pretty good point here. A pretty good point for removing Biden. Whether you are pro-Israel or not, you cannot help but think that maybe we should have went to Congress at some point in time and figured out whether or not we should be declaring war on what we're doing. She continues. I'm going to go back to her quotes. Choosing to send billions of dollars of military aid to a country whose military is committing war crimes is aiding and abetting. Biden has blood on his hands. Again, I remind my listeners, Medina is the 26th district representative in Delaware. And uh, she lives about 15, well, her district is about 15 minutes away from Joe Biden's home. So I was very curious after this response. I said, are you worried about your political future with the Biden-Delaware tie? That's a bold statement for an elected official who has been to the White House to make. She writes, as American taxpayers, he has made all of us complicit in these crimes against humanity. We the people showed up in his home state to tell him and the world we do not support his policies or rhetoric. We are people of conscience. And I just said, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's nice to see you sticking to your principles. Because I, I was shocked that, you know, she's like, yeah, Biden has blood on his hands. And she writes, I'm not afraid of these people. I only fear God. Politics, as usual, only happens when we allow the establishment to bully us in the silence. What disgusts me more than us is the fact that so many politicians are silent even as public opinion has shifted. What are they afraid of? Losing donors? That is a disgusting reason to be silent. And so I agree with where she's coming from as far as people being silent. I, I covered the Rage Against the War Machine rally in D.C. last year when they were talking about what was going on in the Ukraine. I've talked to those individuals. They are actually looking to have a new Rage Against the War Machine rally in light of what's going on in Israel. And so I think that that will be interesting to follow up on as we go. Um, I know that simply for me denouncing Hamas, but saying that Israel shouldn't bomb the hell out of Gaza and ruin the lives of many, many children that are innocent. I know the people were like, that's an anti-Semitic take the take, right? And uh, she pointed out, uh, I share that with her. She said, I've been called anti-Semitic for this too, which isn't true. She said, I should point out many of the organizers of yesterday's protest were also Jewish. And so I thanked her for taking the time so I can best tell this story to my listening audience today. And she said, thanks for the opportunity and best of luck to you. And so I also let her know if there's other organization leaders that you think that I should reach out to, keep in touch, give her my cell phone number, told her to have a nice evening. Now, Medina Wilson and I, I'm sorry, I should give her a full name. Medina Wilson Anton and I would not see eye the eye 
in the way politics work if she is uh, aligned with the Socialist Party, right? Uh, We would not probably get along well in that conversation. That all stated, I think we can both agree upon that we both want peace. I think we can both agree upon that we both want to see uh, our country not be public enemy number one in the world. That all stated, I disagree wholeheartedly with the sentiment of the shock and awe of making a protest walk down the street to the president's home. In a small state like Delaware, where the roads are already tiny enough, they're really congested enough, the last thing you want to do is possibly give somebody the ability to know exactly where the president's home is and the route to get there and that you can get there. I think that that was a major problem. And I'm, I'm concerned, not just with Medina, but all the other supporters for thinking that this might be a good idea in the state of Delaware. And I, I think that that's something that if we were on a voice call, I could have got further into with her. I would have loved to have been able to do that. Uh, but unfortunately, um, you know, we did not have that this time. But I do plan on seeing if Medina would join me later this week where we can have that conversation and bring it back to everybody. Now, As far as a socialist that's taking the stand, I was kind of curious, could this be hurtful to the United States, this stance as well? Because if you listen to my show, you know that I like to look at all sides of everything. You know, I I don't support the Republicans. I don't support the Democrats. I support America. And so is it possible that Medina could be an agent for change that she doesn't realize she's being an agent for? Is it possible that people that are sponsoring this have their own kind of a ideal outside of just a ceasefire? And so when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about the people that helped organize this. Now, I called her a co-sponsor because other people told me that's what she was. Given the way that she answered my questions, I feel like she was pretty intimately involved with this coming to Delaware. But that all stated, the organizations are certainly the sponsors that I'll list, uh, or I guess I listed earlier. But we'll get into why I'm concerned about possible interference into what we have going on. And if that's the case, I mean, this is a really great area that we need to talk about. All right, everybody, let's take a break right here. Make sure that you're sharing this one. I think that this is wild. You have a state representative who's calling for Biden to resign and face war crime charges with his cabinet. I mean, you're hearing it right here on my show right now. I have the text. Everything I read to you is verbatim. I did not insert any other words into what she told me, because I think that that's very important for uh, the journalistic integrity and ethics right here. Uh, But they're her words, and I can't wait to hear the response from the Biden administration and others uh, when they hear the story and hear what's going on here in the state of Delaware. So enjoy this break right here from our sponsors here at the America Out Loud Network. As always, make sure that you're supporting them. We have so many great companies that are health conscious to help keep you healthy, that advertise right here on the network. And by you supporting them, you help support the network, which in turn brings my show to you. Uh, So that way uh, it's coming out to you. And so I appreciate that. If you'd like to support me and the work that I do, I could use your help any day of the week. Please go buy me a cup of coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash 
Bold America. My show is supported by listeners like you and the generosity of your donations. So thank you so much for doing that. It allows me to continue to be independent from Republicans, independent from Democrats, to give you just the unfiltered news without any type of influence from an outside agency. So if you respect that, feel free to make a donation today. Be right back after this break, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here, American Bolden with Greg Bolden. We're talking about what happened in the state of Delaware about this March to Joe Biden's home featuring just over a thousand uh, individuals. Uh, there is a story that is up. I told you I was going to cover Delaware public media. Uh, they said that state representative Medina Wilson Anton was one of the organizers. Uh, and she shared the protester demands that the Secret Service post in front of the president's home. Uh, and that was they come to demand a ceasefire now, an end of all military aid to the state of Israel, demand the end to the cease on Gaza uh, and an end to the occupation. President Biden, you are our president. We demand these things of you, Wilson Anton stated. Now, it was interesting when I asked her that question of, you know, did she was she a sponsor or co-sponsor? She's like, well, it's the people at the bottom of the flyer that are the sponsors. Uh, but clearly, Delaware Public Media, uh, they, their reporter, uh, Quinn Kirkpatrick, uh, said that she was one of the sponsors, which is why I wanted to interview her. Uh, so you heard kind of my first half there where I talked about that. The second half of the show here, I want to get into a little bit about um, the people that are the main sponsors that are on this flyer and why I was concerned about it. Now, I recorded the second half of the show already and I deleted it. And the reason I deleted it is I was speaking with uh, somebody who warned me 
about speaking up about one of the organizations that's on the flyer. And that was enough that I was like, you know what? I'm going to heed the warning. I've, I've been around the block enough times that when people tell me, be very careful what you say, you know, you're going to people with hundreds of millions of dollars come after your small show. And I think that's important, but I still got to cover those that are sponsoring. You can kind of figure it out possibly what I changed as I went. I'm going to source everything and give you where I'm getting my information from. So that way uh, there's no one that could say that I'm personally spreading misinformation or disinformation about these groups. All right. So we're going to start off with the first one on the bottom of the flyer, which is care and care Philadelphia. Now care Philadelphia uh, is a chapter of a larger organization called CARE that was formed back in 1994. Now, CARE was formed in 1994 uh, in order to combat at the time was almost like a discriminatory uh, portrayals of Arabs and Muslims in film. Uh, there was a movie, True Lies, that come out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so they kind of uh, came out of uh, that in 1994. Now, there's probably more to it than what I'm saying, but what's interesting, if you go to the Council on American Islamic Relations Wikipedia page, it will tell you that the founder was Omar Ahmed, all right? But there was a co-founder as well, Rafiq Jaber, but it does not show you that on the Wikipedia page. Now, you know, I've talked about this before. Wikipedia is heavily controlled optics, right? I actually just had beers with a friend over the weekend and he didn't believe this. And I was like, look, edit something right now with facts that I know will get changed. And so he put this edit on a page. I won't <laughs> out what he did or who did this, but he puts the edit on and within 60 seconds, it comes off. And he's like, wow, how that happened? Algorithm? I'm like, yeah, it's probably like AI that that's constantly taking this. But I'm like, if you put that back on the page, you're going to get permanently banned within the next 60 seconds before I can even finish my beer. And uh, he didn't believe me. So he typed it again. And I said, let's actually put it on a, a clock. And so 60 seconds went down. And sure enough, the page changed back. Now, granted, what he was posting was 100% factual and should be on this Wikipedia page. All right. That all stated, after those 60 seconds, he also got a notification. He was permanently blocked from Wikipedia and he could no longer post any content for life. It was a permanent ban. And the individual that blocked him uh, <laughs> gave the reasoning of clearly not here the build an encyclopedia. And so they say, this page documents an English Wikipedia behavioral guideline. It is generally accepted standards that editors should attempt to follow through occasional exceptions may apply. Any substantive edit to this page should reflect consensus when in doubt. Discuss first on the talk page. So the appealing a block. And so they basically are telling him that you can be blocked for no reason whatsoever. Uh, this is what went to my friend's phone as he was doing a block is not a punishment, but a way to prevent further disruption. Block users should understand the reasons for the block and convince administrators. They won't disrupt the project if they are unblocked. Well, he has no way to actually get unblocked. Uh, so this was, uh, completely at this point in time, uh, proving my point that Wikipedia is controlled optics. Now, why do I say that? Well, care, right? Why would they not want the other founder of care on here. Well, let's look up Rafiq Jaber. Rafiq Jaber uh, is an Arab Muslim activist 
immigrated to the United States in 1974. He was uh, the president from 94 to 2005 of the Islamic Association of Palestine and the co-founder of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Um, Now, the Islamic Association of Palestine is listed in Wikipedia as an Islamist organization that raised money in the United States for Hamas. Hmm. All right, so CARE, that's kind of important information here being left out. Right. And I can understand maybe why they didn't want him listed on the Wikipedia page anymore, but they're linking his work. Uh, and there's a United States uh, 340F uh, SUP 2D885 that's linked to this the United States District Court in Illinois Eastern Division, um, talking about the plaintiffs going against uh, the Islamic Association for Palestine, American Muslim Society, etc. And in here, it says, this case arises out of the murder of David Boehm, a 17-year-old American citizen who was killed in a Hamas terrorist attack in West Bank. David's parents sued two men who were directly involved in the murder, as well as several U.S.-based individuals and organizations they claim helped to support Hamas for violation of the 18 U.S.C. 2333 code. The case is before the court on motions for summary judgment. Uh, And this was back in 2004. So this Wikipedia page actually cites that court case in case anybody would uh, like to look that up. Again, this is called covering my ass as I'm doing this because I was told, be very careful as I talk about these different organizations. They have deep pockets and I want to make sure I'm representing what's publicly available out there and I'm not conjecting in any way, shape, or form information. But the reason why I bring this up when I talk about CARE and CARE Philadelphia, the sponsors of the ceasefire now, March the Biden's house. I just want to make sure that we're not in any way, shape, or form still promoting any type of propaganda right? These messages. And the reason I bring this up is this chant that was going on about Biden, you can't hide, uh, you know, you're guilty of genocide, is the exact same type of messaging that was going on with Trudeau, Trudeau, you can't hide, right? So where is it that these messages are coming from? And why does it seem like it is now coming together to a head where everybody's in unison around the country and in other countries as well? Is it coming from some of these organizations? Now, you, you heard Medina also say uh, in her quotes that she gave me that they were well-trained on how to de-escalate. And I'm curious where that came from. Was that care? Was it part of uh, American uh, Muslims for Palestine, AMP? I don't know. I don't know where that all came from, but that was another sponsor of what's happening. And Dr. Osama Abishahide is the executive director of of AMP, another sponsor of the ceasefire now, March the Biden's home. Again, that's American Muslims for Palestine. You can see their website, AMP, uh, well, ampalestine.org. All right, so you can go there and check them out. Now, I looked him up because I was like, all right, let's see what he's all about. And there's a website, canarymission.org, that states, uh, because the world should know, part of Canary Mission, they they publish their own information. And they say that he has spread anti-Semitism And he has celebrated violent rioters. Um, He has denied Jewish history, spread anti-Israel conspiracy theories. He's used homophobic slurs. And they state that he has expressed support for Hamas. All right. The terror organization that is dedicated to the true genocide of Israel. So when they're saying, you know, Israel's committing genocide on the other side, isn't that really just, you know, changing the propaganda for themselves? Isn't that a talking point for themselves? And if you have an executive director uh, who, according to canarymission.org, has expressed their support for Hamas, 
Well, I think that that might be uh, a bit of a problem. Now, why do they say that? Well, uh, August 3rd, 2018, if you go to the Osama Abushar Hides Facebook post, you'll see where that support comes from. You'll need a, a translation in there so you can actually read it. Um, so, But if you do the uh, controversy uh, that he wrote, uh, my article in the new Arabic link is in the first comment. Uh, you'll be able to see his words, not mine. All right. So the, that's right there on the Facebook page. It is still up right now. I'm looking at, I'm actually going to screen grab this. So I have a public record for myself as well. So that is AMP. So we have CARE, which has accusations of their uh, co-founder helping the fund money in for Hamas. You have AMP, that's executive director, has shown support for Hamas through Facebook posts, and we have the Canary Mission's words. So right now, as far as I'm concerned, we're kind of striking out on the people that maybe that we're bringing in to help support this. And then we have this other organization that is uh, JVP Philadelphia. Now, JVP Philadelphia, if you don't know what that is, we're going to go down uh, a really important uh, voice, Jewish Voice for Peace. All right. So I thought that that was uh, very good. Right. And Medina said we had uh, Jewish leaders that were there as well. And they have a plan to end U.S. support for Israel's oppression of Palestinians. Jewish Voice for Peace is the largest progressive Jewish anti-Zionist organization in the world. They claim that they are organizing a grassroots, multiracial, cross-class, intergenerational movement of U.S. Jews into solidarity with Palestinian freedom struggle. If you've been looking for a political home for Jews on the left in this perilous moment, you've been wanting a Jewish community with justice at the center, you've been looking to turn your rage and grief into meaningful strategic action, join us. You belong here. All right, so that is uh, their uh, their webpage. And I did not get an opportunity as I was uh, planning to get into all this of their executive director and who all they are because I had to get the show ready for Monday. And uh, it's a lot of information for me to get through when this just happened on Saturday. But they're based out of California, Berkeley, California. In case you want to look them up, their website is jewishvoiceforpeace.org. Uh, I will do a little bit more of a background into them as we go. We also had Delawareans for Palestinian Human Rights, which is Delphir, D-E-L-P-H-R. All right. So, and uh, we looked up that webpage.org to find out a little bit more about them. Uh, they advocate, educate, and inspire others to support Palestinian human rights and dignity. Um, and we can help bring about Israeli-Palestinian peaceful resolution. I'm all about, you know, reading their page. This is uh, one that I was like, oh, this makes sense. And they actually had the flyer up on their page too, uh, you know, trying to find peace within all of this. Um, I could not find and neither could any of my friends that were researching this with me, uh, anything about a board of directors who is uh, actually um, involved in this organization. Um, so if you go to their website and stuff, um, it doesn't really tell you. It just says they're a diverse group of constituents working to encourage U.S. policies in Delaware, um, from Delaware. So I don't really know who's in this, but I'll see if I can get a little bit more information. I find it interesting to, to read in these various groups like uh, JVP Philadelphia, Delphir, about uh, the kind of uh, anti-Zionist side, because I've covered what is a Zionist, right? Zionists are Jewish individuals who also believe that the land is one and the same with the faith. 
Um, and so to be anti-Zionist, then you don't believe that the land is one with the faith. That That's that's my way of taking it. I'm not going to put any other meaning into that. I, I know other people will, will do that, but that's not what I'm uh, about or interested in in this conversation. All right. And then the other group was D.E., WFP, the Delaware Working Families Party. <laughs> That's a progressive grassroots campaign for a multiracial movement of working people to transform Delaware, of which you will find Medina right on the front page of this, right? So she is a Democrat that was elected as a Democrat in the 26th district, but she's part of the Working Families Party, according to uh, seeing her image plastered all over their page, which led me to this odd little red uh, rose in a circle, wondering what this group was until I found out it was the Socialist <laughs> uh, Party, the Democrat Socialist Party logo that had supported her as well. And so this is where you start to lose me. I, I can't get behind the Socialist agenda no matter if they're for peace or anything else, because they're so anti-America. They believe that the collective, the collective is where the rights come from. And they believe in a socialist future for everybody. I can't get behind that because it's anti-constitutional. They are anti-American. Socialists are against America. I don't know how else I need to do. I did an entire week's worth of shows, you know, Good to be King with Michael Benark. I've had Michael Benark on the show before he passed away. I'm pretty sure Michael Benark would be rolling over in his grave right now, seeing that people are getting elected. I mean, he heard him at the beginning of the show. That's his voice. You know, you're voting for socialism and you got exactly what you voted for. People are openly voting for this right now and then wondering where the hell their country went. I can tell you where the country went. You voted it away. So that leads me to this final part of today's show uh, before I wrap up. First half, you know, we talked all about the interview with her and her quotes. I hope that you share that. Second half, we're talking about the people that are sponsoring it. And I'm just raising some questions as I go here to make sure that what we're backing is good for America. Uh, I would like to see peace, but I also know that Hamas would like to see a true genocide of Israel. And so if that's the case, then I understand why the United States is trying to protect our uh, main ally in the Middle East. That makes sense to me. I don't understand why it doesn't make sense to other people unless people are supporting and, uh, you know, maybe supporting Hamas and what they're doing. Um, and I also know it goes a little bit larger with Palestine because there are innocent people that are dying. And if that was here in our borders, I'd be up in arms with the exact same thing. I'm actually up in arms anyway, if you listen to my other shows. But what is the Hague war crimes, right? The International Criminal Court that Medina says that Joe Biden and all of his cabinet should be brought up on. Well, you got to go back uh, to 1998 when 60 countries signed the Rome Statute. All right, from the United Nations. And the statute basically uh, was the foundation for the establishment of the International Criminal Court to investigate and prosecute war crimes. War crimes can be torture, mutilation, corporal punishment, uh, hostage takings, and acts of terrorism. So Medina is stating that Joe Biden has created uh, a war crime in some way, shape, or form in one of those categories. Uh, or genocide. This includes all acts committed with the intent to destroy a national, ethnic, or religious group. So I believe that's probably where Medina is saying that she believes that Palestinians are being wiped off the map. 
uh, and crimes against humanity are committed as part of a widespread or systematic, systematic attack directed against any civilian population, such as murder, deportation, torture, and rape, then the ICC could prosecute the perpetrators, even if the crimes were not committed in times of war. So this is where we are as a country. We now have local uh, reps that have dined with the president basically at the White House, calling the White House a war criminal that should be brought up on charges with his entire cabinet. Her words, not mine. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope I honored your time well, gave you some food for thought, share this show. I think it's important that people know that the Democratic Socialists of America, they're gaining a lot of influence and power. Uh, they're radicalizing people into movements and uh, they're getting people elected. And that scares the absolute crap out of me. Um, that all stated, I appreciated the interview that, that happened. I hope that I can get Medina on the show because I'd love to get into how she feels that her socialist uh, backing is one that is just with her uh, oath to uphold the Constitution. That's a completely other conversation outside of what's going on here with uh, <laughs> the protest. And then I'll end with this thought of, do you think the protesters should have been able to walk up to the gates of Joe Biden's home down a private street that has many neighborhoods? And do you see why this could be a problem for national security as well? Because, yeah, sure, maybe you can find Joe Biden's house using Google or whatever, but I would like to think that we shouldn't just be allowing uh, protesters to go up to there. I believe in free speech. I believe that, you know, where they gathered and everything else is perfectly fine, but there's got to be something in the interest of national security on this. And um, I'm kind of shocked that what she said to me in, in her response, uh, I don't think any of us were worried about the president's safety because initially they weren't even expecting to be home. That's a shocking statement to make. I'm just going to reiterate that from the first part of the show again, because quite honestly, they've got to be concerned about the safety if she's an elected official upholding the Constitution, even if she's upset with the man. All right, everybody, I hope I honored your time well. If you'd like to support the show, you thought this was good content, um, I could use your support. In order to stay completely independent, you know, I uh, rely on donations from my listeners. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash bold America. You type that in, you can donate coffee to me. And uh, that certainly helps make sure that I am 100% independent. Uh, there's no advertisers that are influencing, no corporate interest in anything that you're hearing. I'll be back on Wednesday with more great content. I have an awesome interview coming up with Simon Essler later this week uh, or next week. I'm not sure when that's actually going to drop, uh, but I'll be speaking with him soon. You're not going to want to miss his topic about fifth generation warfare. You're going to want to follow me on Twitter in order to get the exclusive drop on that one uh, before you hear it cut up uh, for the show. All right, everybody, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.